Yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to the GQ Meet the Kings podcast. Today, we have a very special guest, Mr. President, uh, senior, finance major, Astern. You know, everybody should know his name by now. Mr. Kenny Oyole. Thank you, brother man. Thank you, brother man. I'm happy to be here with you today. Let's chop it up. You know, shouts to all my GQ guys. Let's get it. Yes, sir. So, you know, it's a tradition here on the GQ podcast, Kenny, to to start every episode with a, a special song selected by our guests. And today you you selected Simba, Simba by um Ariel Chanet. Just uh go into a little bit about what that song means to you and and why you chose to to play that song for today. For sure, for sure. So um I chose that song really because family. Um for me, that song was heavy during the holidays about like two and a half years, two and a half years ago when, um, you know, I was just home and everybody was kind of happy. There was really no problems. Um, so it, it's it's a positive memory associated with that song. We used to stand in front of the, the TV as the music video would play and all do the dance along with it. So, yeah. Nah, yeah, man, it's happy times even, you know, we're recording this right now, you know, it's Thanksgiving week and, and just having that time to be, be at home with family, good food, good eats, you know, and just, um, it's just a, a great feeling all around. So, uh, I mean, I really respect you coming on to the podcast and, and bringing on a song that has family. It definitely fits the, fits the vibe of this week for sure. Um, so just to, so that's a good, like a little intro to the, to the episode. But every episode, you know, we like to start off our, our questioning with our, with our guests with uh, starting off with their past, their present, and then getting into their future. Uh, so just tell everybody a little bit about, you know, where you come from, how you get to NYU, and maybe even a little bit of how you get to GQ. And um, just give us your past. What's the story of Kenny? Got you for sure. Um, so I'm born and raised in Staten Island, New York. Um, I bounced around in a whole couple different types of schools. I was in private, charter, public, high school. Um, so I, I did it all. Um, but actually, I'm one of seven children on my father's side and my mother's only child. Wow. So that's an interesting yeah. dynamic. Very, very interesting dynamic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my father's Nigerian. Mother's Ivorian, so I'm half and half from both sides. Um, like I said, born and raised in Staten Island. I, I went to high school there too. Um, and really, it was a mentor there uh, when I was a freshman that kind of just saw some potential in me from being pretty outspoken early on and um, invited me out to this program called Global Kids. And from there, um, it was the first time that I went out the States by myself, like without my parents, anything. So I went to Japan after the the tsunami had happened. And from there, um, I kind of just started to think about the possibilities beyond my local environment. 
that's how I, I kind of get to thinking about NYU. I really applied to NYU because of NYU's international presence. I, I knew that I wanted to do business before coming into college. Did I know how clutch Stern would be, per se, as, as like a high school senior applying to college? No, I didn't really have all those tools, but i definitely been blessed with the opportunities that I received here at Stern. Um, but yeah, those are just some of the early on points. That's real interesting. I mean, so are you the are you the baby on on your father's side? Yeah. So so, so my 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 father's last one. My mother's only. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> how how uh, maybe if you want to speak a little bit more on that. How has that like kind of maybe shaped your way of moving? In? I know for me as an only child uh, myself, that's uh that's an interesting like kind of way that I kind of move and and think about and carry myself is kind of reflective of me being an only child, but you being like in this like weird position of being a baby and also being an only child. Um, how has that maybe impacted like the way that you carry yourself or maneuver yourself around? Yeah, I think it's had a lot of impacts that I've reflected on uh, later in life and now understand a little bit better. But I, I, I think the greatest impact is recognizing that because I grew up split between families, um and then one of so many and the youngest at that um i kind of felt like sometimes an outsider you know it was easy to felt like i did not belong because i was the only one to a different parent mm-hmm. um so i think that that recognizing that i kind of always felt the need that when i'm with my friends or other people like always make other people feel included um and I don't know. That kind of stuck with me for life. Um, and I, I see how definitely the di- my family dynamic in itself has resulted in that. So that's for one. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really interesting. And um, I mean, just like reflecting on myself, I, I, uh, my, my mom, she's the baby of, of four, but being a baby of seven, wow. That's, that's yeah. crazy. And the only child at that. Um, yeah. That's, that's, that's really it's, it's interesting. weird. Yeah. I explain that to people and they're like, wait, so you're you grew up some part an only child, but you also have a whole bunch of siblings at the same yeah, time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah, um, that's crazy. So, um, and then you also mentioned like, you know, mentorship and like that really, you know, got you to where you at, you know, today. Uh, talk uh, maybe um, just as a little segue into where you are in your present. I guess, um, I guess at that time you were more of like a mentee, but now moving from, being a mentee to being a mentor now on, on campus as 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 a senior, how has that kind of model been translated over? Yeah, so I'll definitely say one of the the biggest things that my mentor um, taught me and emphasized to me throughout my high school experience was this idea of like, yes, there's going to be people who are there to guide you, um, teach you their own ways, but it's it's extremely important to be able to be analytical for yourself and just think for yourself um, and understand your own processes about whatever it is that you want to do in life. Um, so taking that with a grain of salt, of course, uh, I think that translating it into my own personal member- mentorship, um, I see now how even though that I'm walking this path of life, you know, finance concentration on the real estate track, um, even though I've, I've bounced around through so many different fields, not to be exactly impressionable and like trying to force my way on anybody else that I'm being a mentor to, but understanding their interests, their 
thought patterns and like maneuvering with them so that they could figure out a path for themselves, but really being open to discussion rather than forcing down any type of way of thought. Yeah, that's, I think that's like a key part of mentorship as well as just, you know, being that, that, that helping hand by letting them, you know, walk away at any point or, or always being there for them, but letting them go down their own path. You know? Yeah. I really appreciate that. I think that's like the next step, at least for me, in, in terms of, of becoming a mentor. So hearing you say that is, is really big for me. Perfect. Um, so maybe just a little bit to hear a little bit more about your present, kind of what has your time at NYU really meant to you and kind of how all those like these last like four four ish years um kind of once you got here what did what has really stuck with you as being a senior now that's a really good question actually um I think definitely the 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 biggest thing that I learned about or my biggest takeaway really from my entire NYU experience is really maintaining relationships um Throughout college experiences, you'll see there's people will come and go, but um, kind of recognizing that important relationship that you really want to keep around, um, you know, for whatever reason they may be, and like honing on true, genuine friendships, trying to do your best to do that. Um, and, I, and I think now I really recognize that if you have the slightest interest in something like say you, you know, you've been rock climbing before and you like rock climbing and there's somebody that you haven't tapped in with for some time and you want to go rock climbing, like be like, Hey, I know you do this. Like, let's, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. go, go out. Um, but like, just making sure that you're continuously tapping in with people because it's, it's really the connection that you have with this entire community. That's going to take you far. Um, and, and I've really learned that I, I think about my relationships with even some of the class of 2020 and class of 2021 that I, I'm still close with to this day because of not only them being mentors to me, but being friends as well. Um, you know, yeah, I think, I think that's really important. Um, especially like just NYU is such a big school, um, and being able to kind of foster genuine relationships can be kind of hard. Um, I even know, like, uh, just being a, a mentor, you know, an AAP mentor right now, you know, that's something that, that, that is a common thing among freshmen is like, you know, finding your group. Um, mm-hmm. But also it's like making sure that you make those genuine connections and that, that you feel may, may last a long time. I think both of us coming from Stern, you, you get an experience of like some things are not always genuine, you know, some things are yeah. always like, oh, this person's works here they have connections here and you know so it's very um professional or just like matter of fact um, yeah really transactional yeah very yeah. transactional so um maybe i guess what would be interesting to hear from you is kind of how do you how have you kind of found um a way to make those meaningful connections in an environment where everything is so transactional that's a good question too um I think I think it goes back to the example that I gave before and really just like owning on those common interests or even if if it isn't a common interest, but like emphasizing to this person like, oh, like, I don't know if you like this, but like this is something that I'm really interested in. Have you ever tried it before type of thing? And like sometimes if it's uncomfortable going out of your way to make that happen, um, I think that one doing things with people doing things that you like with people um even if they've never done it before like 
can help foster a bond. Yeah, I agree with that too. I think even like um like even my roommates now, um like I think freshman year they just invited me to play like spike ball after after one of our classes. Mm-hmm. And I just pulled up like I was like, Yeah, I played spike ball before. Let me just pull up to you. This is now, you know. Yeah. We're roommates, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I think um I think a lot of times things feel kind of transactional when people don't really make an effort to kind of make it go anything further than that you know so i think you know hearing what you're saying is like you got to kind of put in that effort to to really get to know somebody Um, yeah it's super important so i I definitely agree with that that that's a really good advice yeah so we don't talked a little bit about your about your past and your present uh what's up what's 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 coming next you know we were coming down to you know last semester at NYU, you know, but I know you got some, some things in the pipeline for you. So love to have you share those those future future uh, events and, and milestones on the podcast with everybody. Sure, for sure. Um, and I think it's definitely just like the fruit of my labor throughout the, the last recent years. Um, sure. But yeah, like I said before, I'm concentrating in finance on the real estate track. Last summer, I had the privilege of working at J.B. Morgan uh, in their commercial real estate team. And then I'll be going back and after graduation. So I'm definitely excited for that. Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. It's, this is the start of my professional career that I have no idea exactly where it will take me <laughs> down the, the very long road. But um, I'm, I'm exciting the deluxe. That's, hey, you're doing it, man. That's like, yeah, that's the dream that everybody's, that's everybody's looking for. Um, and, you know, you mentioned that, you know, you don't really know where it's going to take you. And I think that's kind of just the reality of everything. I think we even come to college and we don't know, like, we have an idea of what we want to do. Like you said, you knew you wanted to study business, but you didn't know exactly, you know, where you're going to end up. You didn't know that you were going to be at the exact position that you're at right now, you know, four years mm-hmm. later. So I think we just don't, we just like, you know, life will figure itself out and um, everything will work itself out in the end. Uh, but obviously, you know, you have some type of goal in mind to, to help get you there. So I'm just curious to, to know, like, what are your, like, uh, larger goals uh, beyond, beyond you know, just uh, after you come out of college, you know, is graduate school, graduate school in your mind? Do you have any, you know, world-changing plans? So uh, I'll say this kind of really stems from, again, back to mentors. And so I, I worked under a man named Cedric Bobo. Um big real estate investor. And he created this platform program called Project Destin that's bringing uh, real estate knowledge to students of color throughout the entire state, like all of the, the US. Um, so for me, I'm really trying to figure out a way, not in that same manner, but in a way to bring access of financial literacy and real estate to students of color throughout throughout the country and beyond. Um, I think that this knowledge is important that we really don't get access to. Students don't learn about money. Students don't learn about investing um, at, in their like regular curriculum. I think it's, it's super important um, to kind of foster that, I think, because it's just not something that's naturally talked about within, within our communities. Um, it's not something that's really passed down. like generationally you know you can't just go talk to our parents and be like hey where do i go you know where do i go put my money where do i do this how do i you know etc because like that's not something that they necessarily may know about as well um i think um 
any goal that's that's surrounded around that is, is is important as well. And and then on the side, aside from that, I'm really trying to focus on these next couple of years postgraduate um, on honing in on some of the passion projects that I've been working on. So of late two things that i've been taking a lot of time to get into is one photography i've been doing shoots with friends um and stuff like that i i've pulled people like random times they're like you want to do another one yeah i do um, <laughs> but, but um any opportunity to get better man for a fact i i so when did i start like last last year fall uh haven't put anything out yet still working on like just the little nitty gritty skills type of thing. And I'm learning quickly that photography is very intricate. Um, So I know um, Bash just put out his book. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm super proud of Bash. Like, yo, shout out to you, man. Okay. Um, I'm getting, I'm dabbling into it a little bit. Next semester, I'm going to be taking it um, like a Photoshop class to try to like figure out about that. So yeah. What what other passion projects do you you have working, working, um, cooking up? Mm, the second one I don't want to drop just yet. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. I don't want to yeah. try to press you on it. No, yeah. You, you want to keep on the rest, keep on the rest for sure. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's dope. I think, um, especially since it's kind of more of a creative outlet, I think everybody needs like something to like flex their creativity. I think people people always um, view creativity as like, like a talent, but I think it's, yeah. it's really a skill, to be honest. Like anyone can pick it up, anyone can learn it. Um, it just comes naturally to people in different ways. And I think just finding that that way that it comes naturally to you is, is the best way. And then just honing on that on that on that skill is is super important. That's a that's a really good point to make. I feel like there's almost like a fear of getting started in creative passion projects because it's like, oh, I don't have the talent in this, but there's really no need for it. It's like you're I think at this point, like I just accepted the fact that when I start, I'm not going to be good. <laughs> um, and then like from there, understanding that the, the time that I put in will will lead to something in the end. So, yeah. And even like with um, with like music and everything, everybody thinks like yeah. rapping is like super easy. Not as hard. Yeah. You saw it, bro. We just had GQ while and out. Like, yeah, well, it's, it ain't easy. It ain't easy, it ain't easy. It ain't easy I, for sure. Uh, like, he's yeah, definitely so, kicking people out the classroom real quick. Yeah, so, for sure. uh, so some some of them brothers have bars, though. Some of them have bars, not gonna lie. Yeah, you had a, you had a nice <laughs> little, you know, finger looking bar. Yeah, I'm crying. <laughs> but for sure, yeah, no, it, it ain't easy for sure. But it's definitely something that, that um, you know, given enough time, anybody can, can really get really good at. Obviously, you know, the most talented excel but you know you can always work yourself i think um you know thinking about like kobe you know kobe always um you know came out and stated that he wasn't like the most talented uh basketball player in the world but like his work ethic got him to to where he was so he really honed his skills and and perfected them and you know obviously one of the greatest players of all time so i think just um just people recognizing that is is huge so I, i i super encourage i really encourage anybody to just get into any creative outlet. Um, it's just about finding whatever you, you have a passion about and just, just starting really. That's the main thing. Right. Just, you just gotta start. But yeah, that's a that's a that's a really good conversation. I'm glad to hear that that you're into that. And I wish you wish you definitely the best on on all the photography. I might need to get some get some shots from you, you know, down Say the line. That. Yeah. For sure. Um so we don't talk a little bit about, you know, your your past, your present, and um about your future as well. Uh, now we we've entered this this part of the podcast where we get really get into you know the whole kings uh 
uh, core, you know, just talking a little bit about GQ, what that meant to you, how you how you got into the space, and obviously you're the president, so we know what you mean to the space. But um, just what does the space really mean to you? This space for me has been a place where I can honestly just freely express myself. I can feel comfortable every Friday. I can let loose with my highs and lows and laugh. Uh, I came in as a opportunity program student, so HEOP, and my SPO, someone who we mentioned, Bashir, um, yes. first introduced me to it. And then coming into the fall semester, my AP mentor was Zach West. So two presidents. Shout out to you guys. Um, so Presidents make presidents. Uh, for a fact. Thank y'all. Um, so I, I had a strong core to, to lead me into the school uh, for a fact. And from there, I was kind of, I came in with you know, some of my closest friends as well. And we all wanted to make an impact within the space. I think we came in, um, you know, ran the first year event, uh, seeing how much GQ meant to the rest of the community too. Um, you know, just to think back to in, in that first year, one of the events that met, meant the most for me and kind of like solidify my desire to be within the space, it was King's freshman year. Um, I remember seeing all the guys <clears throat> go up for court and, you know, man of the year. I forget all the top who won that first year, but um, and I was inspired, honestly and truly, to see that all these men of color doing amazing things on NYU's campus and beyond and then recognizing that, OK, like this is something that's extremely possible here at this predominantly white institution. So, yeah, um, now building from that. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to enter this space and do the most that I can. But then remembering that I had some dope people to lead me in. So how, I could, how could I also be a mentor myself now and continuing to lay, lay the foundations going forward? Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, I just seen you, obviously, you know, what you, what you do and what you mean to the space, um, especially being president this year. Um, we can see, you know, kind of just hearing that, Kind of how mentorship, not even just from your GQ story, but just like your whole life story has really gotten, gotten you, you know, to where you are and, and how, you know, you're paying that forward and looking to pay that forward even further um, moving uh, moving forward is, is really huge. And um, I think, you know, that's what we kind of all strive to do. And I think you, you're definitely living up to that to that mission statement for sure to the fullest. But I'm actually curious uh, to know, kind of, are you like proud of, of you know, the work you've done so far and, and, and where GQ's feature is even after you leave uh, campus? Most definitely. Um, and I really felt it in the middle of Brotherhood Week. I had three people come up to me and say, yo, like, I'm so thankful for GQ um, as a whole and like just in those in that moment i was like wow like we we did the work that we had to do uh, you know if people can come to this space and really feel like they've made genuine connections with brothers on campus feel as if they have people that they can talk to for their college experience and beyond then i think that gq has continued to do what it's here to do in the first place um and since we've been back in person and you know we had a a 
I mean, shout out to the oil. Firstly, let me say shout out to the previous year's eboard because for an online whole year, like we still we still made those events happen um, on a weekly basis. So yeah, but coming from that and now transitioning back into this in person place, uh, I can see how <clears throat> we're bringing back the the genuine connections that you know can be fostered when you know pushed the right way so. i definitely agree brother we went like super well um i think i had like a, a similar feeling um after the, the professional event um just seeing like how you know everyone was really like prepared like everyone was like really like you know was ready like and i use like i know everybody was definitely at your resume station like, <laughs> like getting all the help um as possible and i think just seeing that you know just brothers coming together to really help everybody um each other succeed and just lifting each other up and, and picking each other up was was big and just the fact that like even after i gave my presentation on linkedin you know everybody was like hey let me get this you know someone give me give me your contact i want to get more information on this. this has been super helpful is like you know that's just that's like what you know what you what you do it for and um yeah i'm just i'm super excited uh just for more just being back on campus is, is good to see everybody as well and um yeah I'm, I'm, i think you know you've done a great job this year as president uh you've had some definitely some difficult situations that you definitely finessed us through um won't get into details because you know we we will be airing out our business on <laughs> podcasts like that but definitely been clutch um throughout the the entire semester and i, I really appreciate that for sure no thank you Brian, for sure <clears throat> But um, but yeah, so that's that's really I really love you know just hearing uh, what GQ has meant to you. I think everybody is gonna resonate with kind of everything that you said. Uh, but now we you know we don't moved on from like the the core part of the podcast. You know, hearing about you and your experiences and, and GQ as well. Uh, but we want to give this time you know back to you. Wait, step a little bit away from the questions. Just hear you know anything that you want to talk about. It could be from you know music to culture sports whatever you know you can give some tips like if you want to shout out to the freshmen sophomores who are basically freshmen uh you know just give them any tips that you that you learned throughout the time anything it's really your time to just say whatever you want on a podcast okay so as for tips i'd say that while you know we, we mentioned a lot about passion projects and just projects that could lead maybe you can monetize but um I, I think that it's definitely important for throughout this college experience for you to try so many things where you have hobbies that you're not trying to make money out of you're really just you know if you're painting a picture you're painting that picture you're putting it in a drawer or you're just like appreciating it for what it is type of thing you're not trying to uh, sell it or anything like that and I and I think the once you are trying to, to monetize it, you're making it a job for you. Not that that's always a bad thing, but you know, I think having at least one or two things that you just find to be a precious hobby of yours mm -hmm. allows you to kind of escape if necessary, or even just enjoy the moment. Um, and I, I'm, as I've dabbled in some, I think to this day, I'm still working on finding new ones um, that I genuinely enjoy. And I think that spending the time now while you're in college to ha have those could set you up to keep those in going for the rest of life. I definitely agree with that. Because um, a lot of times, I think everything is, you know, especially with like 
how apps and everything work today and like influencer culture and all that everybody's always just looking to, to get big and make money off of stuff and it yeah. kind of kills the joy um but i think you know with like those famous instagrammers youtubers tiktokers all of that people like fail to realize that like these people are doing this because like at the beginning like this was just like a, a core like passion that they had and they mm. just they genuinely wanted to just like share this with the world um but when you come in with those like intentions to make money it kind of kills it um mm-hmm. really even if you do get big like you know you're, you're not going to want to stay in it for too long because it's not not really the you know the the core reason why you started it to begin with so yeah um i think that's really really great advice uh, especially talking about monetizing hobbies especially in college too i, I mean this is the time i think like even at myu for sure because myu gives you so many opportunities to like take classes and just like the most random things like if you're mm-hmm. like if you just had like the slightest interest in something like just take it like to be honest yeah hey it's it's senior spring my last semester i'm so happy i'm about to take this um mindfulness class where mm. it's a really dope professor uh i heard her speak before too and like just pra- practicing meditation so I'm, I'm looking forward to that actually called mindfulness oh, so yeah. it's called mindfulness okay bet. yeah yeah no i i took a i took a similar like meditation class my uh freshman spring it was called like leadership uh and re- response responsible leadership or something like that but it's like you like spend like the first like 20 minutes of class meditating and then after that you just hear like speeches from you know big time leaders in the world throughout history and then you just write reflections on it it's a, it's a really good class um it's like you know those classes where you don't really stress about anything and you're yeah. just worried about like just being present in the moment is, mm-hmm. is, is super important i think everyone should should take the time to, to take to to get into that i think we i think we did We've been stressing a lot about mental health this this year for sure. Um, even having the mindfulness day at the start at the top of the week for Brotherhood Week, and I think it's mm-hmm. it's really important, uh, especially as we get closer to finals time. Um, I definitely recommend everybody to take that time for themselves or find some type of outlet for themselves to to really just settle with your thoughts and and, and be in the moment for sure. Any other tips you got you got for everybody that's listening? Any other things you want to talk about? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, what do what do you think is uh is album of the year? So I, I'm gonna go ahead with the take of, of Tyler's album. I think that album has no skips whatsoever. You feel like you're actually in Geneva with them. Um, so yeah, I I think it has everything from high music to relaxing. This man is telling a story that I feel like I'm writing along with him. So I, I'd be surprised if it didn't win album of the year. To be honest with you. For sure, I, I agree. Um, when that album came out, I, I like, I loved that. I, I had that album on, on repeat for you know, a solid. Like, honestly, I'm gonna be honest, like all summer, like online. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. What's what's your favorite track off that album? I might have to probably go with "Run It Up." Yeah, I'm gonna go with "Run It Up." Okay, yeah, that's a good song. My my favorite my favorite track is um is "Sweet," is "Sweet." Song. Sweet. I thought I thought I wanted you, or I thought yeah. you wanted you, wanted me to, or whatever. He he is. He's talking his stuff on that track. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's, that's my favorite track. track. Especially, Especially like, like I, I love Brent, Brent too. And Brent, yeah. Brent has his little line on there too. So, yeah, I think, yeah, I think, I think call me, me, if you get lost, lost is definitely, definitely up there. there. Uh, we'll, we'll see, see how it all shakes out. You know, these award shows, they be wild. They really do. Not gonna lie. It don't matter. It's whatever we, whatever the people think, to be honest. For sure. But yeah, what are you listening to? What am I listening to? 
yeah at this moment, at this moment um so a lot of like silk sonic just came out so mm. listening to a lot of that od um I'm adele, adele just dropped so i've been i listened to that that was i ain't gonna lie like it was pretty mid but um just compared to her like previous albums Mm. But I, I'm really, I'm really enjoying the Silk Sonic album. But I'm, I'm really like this year. I'm, I'm interested. Spotify just notified me like the other day that like the, the um 2021 rap is coming soon. So mm. I'm really interested to see like what my number ones and everything can be because like the last three years I've been listening to just like a lot of like Latin trap, um, reggaeton music, and that's been like my top five like bad bunny's been number one for the for me like the last three years but this year i kind of like took a step away and i've been listening to like way different music like a lot of like classic music like 70s 80s um hmm. i did not know that you listened to bad bunny like that to yeah I, I, yeah I did i did for sure this year hmm. not so much but i hmm. was heavy like on it like I'm, I'm not gonna lie like it was a lot but hmm. um i mean i'm interested to see what, what it's gonna be i've been i listened to a lot more podcasts this year too so my music numbers may be down, but I'm interested. What what else have you been listening to besides Tyler? Yeah. I've been listening to a lot of Wu Tang uh lately. Mm-hmm. Um so going back and just like listening to old music, tapping in with that has been good. Um so like some of the artists' solo albums and then like the some of their first couple ones, so Wu Tang Forever uh what's it called jizz's solo album liquid swords you know got some really dope tracks my son is a lyricist um but yeah, yeah. You know, all of the, like the just going back to you know 90s any honestly any eras like you're gonna find tracks especially like like the, the tracks that haven't been like heavily commercialized like just like, yeah you get like a lot of like album cuts that like you can just play like oh this is a valid song like i never heard this like nobody really talks about this song but like, this song's fire Bro, that was how I felt. I was like, what? Like, how have I never heard this before? <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, like, even, I've even went back to, like, some of the stuff that I was, like, alive for. Like, even this year, like, I've been listening to a lot of, like, old Kanye tracks. Mm-hmm. There's just, like, some some cuts off his album that, like, yo, this song is, like, fire, but no one ever talks about it. Yo, I have a, a question for you now that you mentioned that. So I was talking about this with my roommates the other day, um, and... Honestly speaking, who do you think would win in the verses, Kanye or Drake? Oh, Kanye for sure. Yeah, I have I mean, to agree. Like Kanye, not even like Drake. Actually, like Drake has like a like a fire catalog. Not gonna lie, like you like Drake. If you put a solid Drake playlist together, like there's no skips, and you can go on for like crazy songs. But I think Drake, what Drake lacks is like he lacks a lot of like I don't know. It's just his songs lack the the depth that Kanye's songs have. And mm. I think Kanye's just like a, a, a genius. In my opinion, he's like, in terms of hip hop, he's probably like the most influential person of hip hop, like past the 2000s. Like up until now, he's been like the most like influential person in hip hop. So Kanye for sure, in my opinion, like, but it's not for everybody. Like if you just get like a random hip hop head like today, like a 15 year old to listen to, he's gonna say Drake because, like, they're just there for like the beat and everything. But if you're yeah. really there and listening to like the music, music, like, it's but I'm not even, I'm not even gonna lie. Like, even if you play it to this day back in 
like back to back with each other like i feel like kanye's music will just be a little bit more touching your soul like like even if you've some of the songs you've never heard before so i don't know we'll see yeah he just i don't know it's just like Kanye, Kanye, Kanye the, the person, person is like he's interesting, interesting controversial. Yeah, he's very nice. His music is is for sure like top notch. Like uh, it's it's very hard to find an artist that can compare to him in terms of hip hop uh, for the music that that he makes. Well, you know, Kenny, it's been great, you know, having this conversation with you. Uh, you the man that I that I've been trying to get on this podcast, you know, <laughs> Mr. President, out here, you know. Uh, but I just want to say, you know, thank you for coming on. Your, your story is truly inspiring and, you know, all the work that you've done uh, on on campus is, is, is inspiring as well. And and I'm just really uh, appreciative to have you in the space. And I think everyone listening to the podcast is as well. And I just want to say thank you and uh, just keep inspiring and, and nurturing a gentleman's spirit, man. Perfect. Hoorah, for sure. Hoorah, perfect. Uh, thank you for having me on this nice. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, and uh, hopefully everyone listening had a great time as well. All right, see y'all. Peace, gangs.